Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello there, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. My guest today is Suzanne Gisman. She's a spiritual teacher, author, and messenger of hope who guides people to the certainty that love never dies and that we are part of a multidimensional universe. She's recognized on Watkins Mind, Body, Spirit Magazine's 2022 list of the 100 most spiritually influential living people. Suzanne is a former U.S. Naval commander, commanding officer, and aide to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staffs. Her transition from senior military officer to her current work is featured in the award-winning documentary Messages of Hope, based on her memoir by the same name. She has authored 13 books and written and narrated six hemisync recordings. She produces the Daily Way Inspirational Messages read by tens of thousands. And I could keep going, Suzanne, but I'm going to stop there <laughs> because I feel like I'm giving away everything. But it's just, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure my audience knows what a special guest you are. And I'm very grateful to my dear friend, Jennifer Hill, who suggested to have you on Back to Basics. She's always so attuned with uh, my purpose, which is to inspire change in the world one interview at a time. And hopefully, you know, that I'm pretty sure I'm inspired just by reading your journey. I can only imagine uh, what was going to happen when you start sharing it. So let's do it. Thank (laughs) you for having me here. Thank you. It's an honor. So I always like to start, you know, with the, as as the show is called Back to Basics with, you know, Susanna as a little girl, what she used to dream about, what you used to, I mean, obviously you went into, you know, the Navy. I don't know if that was a dream, but, uh, you know, I'm always curious about how the flow of how you ended up where you are today. <laughs> what a great question. Well, I really grew up in a very normal family. And I say that because now I speak to so many families and I see how much dysfunction there is in the world. So I know it was a real blessing that I had uh, a functional family. Uh, I I learned to play the flute in fourth grade, and I thought I was going to become a great flutist and be mm-hmm. performing in orchestras. And that just faded away once I started learning foreign languages and just caught on so easily. And so I decided to go to college and major in foreign languages. And I did that and realized I don't want to just teach languages. I want to use them. So I decided mm. to follow my brother's path, which was joining the military. Mm. He he joined when I was only five years old. So my dream from high school on was to join the military. And I, I joined the Navy and was commissioned as an officer right out of college. So I was always very focused. No matter what I was passionate about, I threw myself in fully. In fact, my, my name's Suzanne. My parents used to call it my enthusiasm. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. And now that has just uh, translated into my new work. But my whole life, I had no idea that I would have this complete pivot in focus after a full career in the Navy. So life is an adventure and and it never fails to be. I love that. And I love the fact that you describe it as your enthusiasm, 
my dad usually uh, says uh, curiosity. He always tells me that when I used to say, daddy, you know what I'm thinking? And every time that I said, you know what I'm th thinking? Like I was going to throw something crazy that I wanted to do, you know? And so right. I think that enthusiasm is such a great drive. And so, well, you went into, you know, the fascinating career, obviously, and that gave you a lot of exposure. I understand you met your spouse in the Navy. I did. I did. And it, it was we, we got to travel all over the world. I think he's been to 65 countries. I've been to 54. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I've, I've met kings and queens. I've flown on Air Force One with the president. I've on aircraft carriers. It, it, it's, it was just an amazing, awesome, fascinating career. I've been in Capitol Hill sitting in on top secret hearings about as exciting as it gets really wow that's uh, i mean and not for nothing but you 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 still look and you look young like you have i mean you're just telling all this is it's like normally when you have somebody describing that it's like at the end of the road but you you look like you, <laughs> what else you're gonna accomplish here <laughs> this you is know what's really scary is i did an interview yesterday and somebody asked me well how long have you been retired i served 20 years and i've been retired 20 years this this year Oh my God, that is incredible. Yeah. Well, yeah. You look fantastic. And, and I can tell there's a lot of enthusiasm <laughs> over there, like to, to go around. So, um, I mean, obviously from that time in the Navy, anything particular that stands out? Because I know oh. we're going to be discussing a lot on the spiritual side of things that I'm very fascinated. But somebody that, you know, you probably described the, the dream career of many people. Any main kid? Takeaway. So then, oh, I know it's a big question, right? Absolutely. But I mean, for any officer, their, your goal is to be a commanding officer, and I had that fulfilled. I, I always served ashore. I joined when women were not allowed on most ships, so my command tour was an ashore command. But that was great. But the greatest honor was when the head of the whole United States military, as you said in the bio, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, he's the head honcho, the president's main advisor asked me to be his aide, his right-hand assistant, went everywhere with him, make sure he had what he needed all the time. And so that in itself was a thrill, but the most remarkable part about my career in the military was that one day when we were on our way to England for him to be knighted by Queen Elizabeth, the chairman. Oh, wow. We got the word on headphones, just like you're wearing mm -hmm. right there, mm -hmm. that this plane had flown into the World Trade Center. And then another one. And then as I was on the headset talking to a colonel back at our office building, the Pentagon, he said, Suzanne, something just happened here. I got to go. And that was the moment that the plane hit our office building. So we turned around. We were in the last aircraft in U.S. airspace, flew over the burning World Trade Center. And I have my own photos of that back to the Pentagon where I stepped over the jet engine pieces on the grass and stared at that gaping hole and just said, why were some people in the wrong place at the wrong time? Just started asking those deep questions that I really had thought about, but never gave a whole lot of contemplation to. That was the start of the big turn in my life. Wow. Yeah. You just by your description, you made it. I mean, we, of course, know what happens and all that, but to be so close and to have that thought and you, yeah, because in your case, you, in the position you were, it's like, could have been me, could have been anybody so and then i understand also that there was a big pivotal moment where you decided also to say i'm you know i want to explore the oh. spiritual realm 
that, uh, that was the, the most pivotal moment. That was um, several years later. I retired the day I was eligible because 9-11 showed me if you have dreams, you better live them while you can. Life is short. Mm. And so I retired. And the very next day, my husband and I went sailing into the sunset on our sailboat. And we sailed for two years. We, we crossed the Atlantic Ocean and we were in Croatia when we got the phone call. I'll keep it short that my husband's daughter, my beautiful stepdaughter, Susan, who was a sergeant in the Marine Corps, was struck and killed by lightning. And she was six months pregnant at the time. Mm -hmm. So the questions that I asked and didn't find answers to on 9-11 became much more personal and much more critical. But it was when I attended Susan's funeral and saw her body in the coffin that I suddenly knew from a place of knowing that I really hadn't accessed before from the soul level that there is something that enlivens our bodies because it was missing in Susan's body then. And I, it just sounds so obvious, but until you see the lifeless body of someone you love and knew who was just full of spirit and it's gone, you don't have that epiphany. And Absolutely. that's what it was for me. And I decided then and there, well, I have a new mission now. I may have retired from the Navy, but I have a new mission, and it is to find Susan, to connect with that spirit. Because I'd heard about people called mediums, never saw a spirit in my whole life, never connected with higher consciousness. But I said, if other people can do it, I'm going to do it. Oh, my God. It's, it's incredible. And, and, and I'm sure that as you are telling this story and anybody that has, I, I lost one of my best friends at 17 in a car accident. And that also was life changing. Like I could never see life the same way anymore because I always felt that. And I promised her on her uh, memorial services, what I, what I'm going to leave for me, I'm going to leave for me and for you, because for whatever reason, I'm having the chance to do this, but you didn't. And that became so present in my life that I know it, it, it's really when I gave birth, I, I was happy for me and my husband, but then I say, we're having a daughter, we're having a son to her because she didn't get the chance. And, you know, like Susan yeah. in her story with a, you know, pregnant, it's just so incredible, sad. And that's when I understand I'm, I'm Catholic, I'm religious, but I understand how people get mad at whatever they call the higher, you know, force or universe. It's like, why this happened to us? Why this happened to them? And that's a huge question. It is. And I remember I had to be strong. I felt I had to be strong for my husband. And I I held it together, but the night after her funeral, going out to our rental car in the parking lot where we were staying and wailing and yelling at this God that I didn't even know because I was raised with no religion, just screaming. And, you know, those kind of moments are actually catalysts and opportunities because it's when we start asking from the soul, from the heart, that we start getting answers. And I sure did. Mm, mm. fascinating and I think honestly and I, and I want to I'm curious about to what first answers and what kind of messages you start getting into your journey because you went as you say not only you committed but you went to study and you know you went to formal education to to really tap into this but also what makes it a half for me in terms of your journey because I mean with your career you know, with your, it's almost like God puts you there or the universe. And it's like, look at this example. This is not somebody 
that, you know, not to discredit other guests or they say, I had this since I was a little girl. And that's very great, you know, that they have that connection. But from somebody that comes from such a factual world, I mean, you're not in the Navy and in that kind of positions to go. But I am, my intuition tells me this. I'm sure you made decisions on facts, on, on, you know, really tangible things. So to have that transition to me is very powerful in your story. That is what I see as the gift. And I see it as part of a plan for sure, because my most of the people in this community that that are attracted to this work are exactly what you said. They're drawn to the fact that I'm I'm not the normal person that's seen spirits their whole life. And my main message is we can all do this because mm-hmm. we're sold. If I can do it, you can do it. And and you can trust me in this. I guarantee everybody there is an afterlife and we're not only human. Mm. The evidence that I've received from connecting across the veil, and I insist on evidence when people across the veil connect with me, they don't mind. They want us to know they're here. The evidence is overwhelming and irrefutable. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. And, and you know, I'm, of course, I'm going to share with everybody the link to your webpage, which is fantastic. It's one of, I mean, there's so many resources and information and I mean, just the reading, I'm like, okay, I I know what I'm going to be reading, you know, coming up because I do admit that, you know, I do my research before the taping. And uh, just because Jennifer said you should have Suzanne in your show, I'm like, I I, I didn't, let's say I'm like, I trust her 100%. And so then I'm like, oh my God, I was humble when I I went to your webpage. So I encourage everybody to, to check it out. So so Suzanne, the, the question your soul was screaming from your soul when you went to this pivotal moment was like, I want to prove there's life for what I heard you say. So what what next? How did you embark in that journey? Okay, so this was 2006 and meditation was not as mainstream as it is now. But I somehow just knew if I'm going to connect with her, I need to sit quietly and talk to her. And I guess that's meditation. So we were still living on our boat at the time and it it felt so strange that he said to say, Ty, my husband, Ty, I'm going to go meditate. But I set that goal. And with my military discipline, (laughs) I did not miss a day. And I would just sit for 15, 20 minutes and say, and quietly and stubbornly say, Susan, I want to feel you. And I'd be quiet and I'd watch and I'd listen. Susan, I want to see you. And I'd be quiet and I'd watch and I'd listen. And nothing was coming from her. Half the time for the first month, I mean, for three weeks, I fell asleep every time, <laughs> every time, because my I never take naps. You know, I'm just driven. And uh, the body was saying, oh, my God, she's sitting quietly. Awesome. You know, and I'd fall mm-hmm. asleep. But uh, slowly, because we're spending that time in meditation, my intuition did kick in. It can't help but do that for all of us. And I just started to know things about other people as psychic abilities came online. And I will be honest and tell you, I spent three years doing that until Susan finally showed up so overwhelmingly clearly. There was no denying it. Three years. And some people might say, oh, my God, three years. And I teach all of my students. That's just me. I was shown later that was a gift to me that I didn't connect with her because of the many things I learned in those three years. If I had connected with her right away, I wouldn't have learned that there really are spirit guides, that we really can talk to angels. I wouldn't have learned who we really are at Mm. the deepest levels. So we have to come to trust the journey and each person's individual path will unfold differently and perfectly. 
Mm, yeah, that's that's powerful. The trusting is it's a it's a big exercise that is not easy because it's easy to say oh, I'll trust it, but as you say, it's not one day; it's three years. So that three years is what makes it challenging for many of us. That it's a long; it's not like we. I guess we are used to quick reward, like we. Well, oh, but that, but it can it could be tomorrow for somebody else. It, it yeah. We, we always want it quicker, faster, sooner without appreciating the gifts that are coming along the way. And so once I connected with Susan, did I stop? No. And what has opened up is literally worlds upon worlds, connections like I never expected. To this day, I'm always awed, always by what comes through when I connect with other people's loved ones, with my own guides, the latest synchronicities. I laugh, I clap, I celebrate because... Once you tune in to the higher realms, there are miracles, which is when the veil parts beyond anything we could imagine. We limit ourselves so much by thinking we know what's coming next. Mm. Okay. That's why I, I, you know, love these conversations. For me, my podcast has been three years. I had no reason why to do it. I just follow. I always tell the story. I, I toss a coin because that's what I do. Um, not to do what the coin says, but because I know what to do before the coin lands. And so it was said, oh. no, don't do the podcast. And, and I was taking the credit card, you know, on the other side to take Seth Godin course. And then I had him on my podcast on episode 100. So that he said, yes, was another miracle. So I am a firm believer, but that's with everybody the same. You get discouraged and life is up and down. And that's why through the podcast and through your stories, all the guests and especially somebody, I know that people listening to this are going to, in the moment they're down, they're going to get that extra energy too. This Absolutely. is the, this is the path. Let me keep going on this. And yeah. so would you share what was that undeniable evidence or what, what made you feel that this is it? I'm connecting with Susan. Oh, in that moment. Well, first of all, to me, my personal experience was I heard her voice. And even now, it's very hard for our human brains to recreate the voice in our thoughts of somebody we know. You, you just, it's, you can't do it. It has to be given to you. Mm. So to hear her voice after three years was stunning. And then to feel her presence, I couldn't deny it. But I knew I was going to leave that meditative experience where she was right here and say to Ty, Susan just visited me. I got her. I'm crying. He would have he'd likely patted me on the shoulder condescendingly and said, that's nice, honey. You know, <laughs> thinking that I'm just happily making it up. So I had learned at that point, ask for evidence. So I said, Susan, I know this is you, but I need you to tell me things about your biological mother with whom we never communicate that I couldn't possibly know and we'll verify it. So she said, okay. And she said, you just had an encounter with a ladder, a story. Ask her about the ladder. She has Christmas lights up inside her house now, even though it's October. And her cat is sick. Oh my now, God. See, That's these are really random things. And she's telling me this in her own voice. I wrote it down. I went out and I said, crying, Susan is here. We got to call your ex-wife. He's looking at me like I'm crazy, right? <laughs> oh my God, that's a good story. <laughs> so we get her on the phone. We showed her, we told her what was going on. She's a Catholic woman as well, but she was open to this. And she said, I was just two days ago 
at a friend's house for their wedding. We're putting up decorations. Everybody was going crazy. We couldn't find the ladder. We sent everybody around looking for the ladder and it finally showed up right where we'd already looked. So can you tell a ladder story? I don't have a recent ladder story, ladder. (laughs) Then the Christmas lights. She said, yeah, I have Christmas lights running up the staircase, up the banister in my house. They're year round, they're there. I've never been to her house. I didn't even know where she lived. Third one. She had just brought her cat home from the veterinarian so sick that it needed medication. It didn't just throw up a hairball. (laughs) This is, is, people might laugh at that, but where did that come from? I knew from hearing and feeling Susan, that was actually her. She's still here. She's not dead. Oh my God, we can communicate with our loved ones. Mm, that is, that is very powerful. So you committed then you, you went studying and I know that through your page, I mean, you had, there's so much, you've written books, you have a podcast, which I love messenger of hope. I love the, it's a message of hope or a mess. You are a messenger. of. Hope. I'm the messenger, but it's called messages, a message, of, hope. messages of hope, which I love a uh, great title. I mean, there's so much. So in, in your view to do the work that you have said to do, what is what is the ultimate goal? Just sending the message out and getting as many people on board as you can, because it's a big task. Well, you know, when when I discovered by taking my husband to a medium before I knew I was going to be a medium to connect with Susan, when she brought Susan, Susan through, even before I felt her myself with so much evidence. I mean, Leticia, imagine we made sure this woman didn't have our last name because we were at the time not sure how this worked. We didn't want to have any chance. She might have Googled us and found out about Susan. She didn't know our name. And she suddenly said, there's a young girl here in a brown uniform who's standing in front of you, sir, saying, daddy, daddy. And she described Susan's personality exactly. It went on and on with evidence. But the biggest evidence was when she said, wait, wait, this young girl is bringing with her a little baby boy who she wants to introduce to you but he's holding back shyly as if he doesn't know you. Well, she was going to have a boy. I mean, that rocked my world. And I said in that moment there, when I discovered that I could do it too later, if I can bring the peace and the joy to one of the person that that woman did for our family, I'm all in. And Mm -hmm. so since that time, I've done it for thousands of people, But that's just one aspect of my work, because once I realize that I can also tap into my team of guides and channel their wisdom and share that with people on a big, in a big way, that's another aspect of my work. But then my husband said to me, you should be teaching mediumship. You should be teaching people how to connect to their own loved ones as well. I remember looking at him and we we have a great relationship. We, We were very polite and kind to each other. But I looked at him and I said, no. (laughs) <laughs> he said, what? And I said, Ty, I have too much going on. I can't be coming up with classes. And, and he said, okay, I just know you'd be really good at it. So we went back to eating our breakfast. And all of a sudden, I reach and I pull over the newspaper. I pick up a pen. I start writing in the columns. He says, what are you doing? And I said, they're giving me the syllabus. Oh, said, my God. So that was the start of my courses on mediumship. It has I've been teaching one of my, my basic mediumship class for probably eight years, and it has not changed. Maybe a few little nuances, because the whole thing was given to me by spirit. And it's step by step how anyone can connect. So I've modified. I have basic mediumship, and then I have how anybody connect to their own loved ones courses. I just love teaching. 
And there's never a lack of new stories because every time I connect, we get awesome evidence from across the veil. Uh, that's that's empowering. And and do you feel that we as human beings in our human experience, what we are supposed to be tapping into, we are really missing, like we're focusing so much in what we can see that we are not focusing on what we cannot see. And so we, we are not able to develop to our biggest and truest potential. Like one of my biggest fears is like not to go through the human experience you know, the way we are supposed to. And I know I am a believer that you're going to go how you're supposed to go if you trust that you are where you need to be. But it's it's scary to think, you know, am I missing uh, the mark, like of what I need to be doing? Well, I would say if you're worried about that, if you're feeling fear and using words like scary, then you're you're well on the path, but you do have a little ways to go. Because once you you learn these tools about shifting, it takes away all fear. You know that everything's perfect. You know you're on the right path. So what I teach is what I call the awakened way of living. And it's a it's consciously connected to spirit moment by moment and absolutely guided moment by moment. The awakened way, is, it's based on three principal understandings. And the number one is you are not only human. So what does that mean? What else are you? You're, you're also a soul, but you're even more than the soul. We're all direct expressions of one source. When you keep that in mind, then you start recognizing the second principle. You're part of one big web connecting all that is. So now you become more open to tuning into and noticing when that web shows up in your life. And you realize I can't tap into all of it at once like you were talking about. But if I remain focused and aware and awake moment by moment, knowing I'm not only human, then I'll be guided to what I need to know right now. And I won't miss out on what's perfect for me now. And then the third principle is that the creative and healing force with a capital F of everything of the universe is love. So when we tap in from the heart, when we do everything from this this desire to come from the heart, then life just flows. Then we trust. Then we're not afraid then we're open to guidance. This love is not the conditional human type. It's divine love, which my definition is total lack of separation. Mm. We're just, just this awareness that everything is connected. I'm connected to you. We're connected to source. How could I not love everybody? Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. And I'm curious, do you think that, are you familiar with Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devils, that book? Not that book. He wrote the something about rich dad poor dad. Yes, that's the same. And and this other book, it's I, I find it fascinating. But basically, the premise is that there's you know let's call this there's the spirit, the soul, the good energy. There's also the counterpart that is the one sure. that keeps us tied. So I wonder what's your taking. Do you believe that we have as human, in part as the human experience, that kind of internal fight where we're trying, we realize that on that awakening that you're describing, but we are kind of also in a way tied to other things that are don't want us to get to that other level, or do you think it's just part of the awakening that that's nothing really holding us down? It's just part of the evolutionary process. So what I'm going to do now is just tap into my guides because that's a deep question. I've never answered that one. And I've always learned and I like to model how the higher answers come from higher consciousness. So I just I've always asked them to be with me in interviews and I'm just going to shift 
And what I hear is to be cautious of not labeling it bad or good or a devil and an angel, all of that. And to be cautious when we say we are tied down because we're never stuck, we're flowing. So what we recognize is that we are whole already at the level of the soul. We are absolutely complete and there's nothing wrong with us at the level of the soul. But we come here to have these individuated experiences that only appear to be separate from the soul. So once we recognize that appearances are not the ultimate reality, we become more aware and we notice, am I in separation consciousness, which is what the ego is? Or am I in a state of wholeness, awareness of the wholeness? That's the soul. And then once you become aware, there are two viewpoints, then you flow and you dance and you say, sometimes I just want to be very human and I'm going to get down and dirty and I'm going to sometimes just do human stuff. But then after a while, that doesn't feel good. And we shift to expand it and we just dance and flow like that. Mm, what a beautiful answer. Definitely. I can tell it's, it, it. I receive it as, as an inspire um, answer. So I thank you for that. And so why don't you talk us briefly about your monthly connection? Because I think it's a great uh, initiative that you have. I saw it on your webpage. And I think that that's important because describe okay i'm being human now and i live in the human you know you know when we go to work when we go to day-to-day -day grind as they call it it's harder to keep that connection to what matters and uh, in my podcast i call it the what makes us stick what resources us and what, what's our true essence so i i find that initiative that you have so for people that want to maybe be part of that community of a, a community that wants to stay connected to that soul I love that you brought that up and that's what it is. It's a community. I've been doing monthly webinars for five years and we mm. call it the monthly connection because we feel connected to each other. We have new people every month, but we also have people who've been with us for five years. The energy is palpable. It's two hours of me sharing the latest insights in just the last month from my team and spirit and from my readings. I always share some evidence from my latest readings so that people remember, oh my gosh, we are more than only human because those kinds of experiences are impossible from the human side. And then the latest teaching. The ones last month were just so off the charts. Uh, the energy was so different and it's carrying over until the one this month in May. Uh, this one is really going to be teaching even about how to overcome human cravings, food addiction, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. So very practical tools yet also tools about how we can all connect to spirit. It's mm -hmm. interesting you bring this up right when I'm going to, for the first time in five years, take a break for June, July, and August, because the guides have given me so much new material. I need to integrate it all and get ready for a big cruise. I'm taking anybody in the community on to Alaska in oh, August and fun. sharing the Awaken Way teachings on the cruise. So I need to really prepare for that. But there are five years worth... The, the archived issues are also on my website. So oh, that's fascinating. It's, well, it's hours and hours of straight from the spirit world teaching. Uh, that's why I say I feel I can spend, you know, I think you, you and I are going to, you're not, don't know this, but I'm probably going to know a lot about you and your teacher soon because it's, uh, well, I'm a firm believer too, that when the student is ready, the teacher appears and, you know, you move through the yeah. people that inspire you. So, so well, that's, uh, fascinating so i mean you had a, the documentary you have books out there you have the cruise you're doing anything we can talk for hours well yes. anything you 
you want to share? I always give, you know, there's so much that I just want to make sure that you get your chance to say what is exciting you these days that you're yeah. working on. I guess this, the crew sounds like an exciting thing or what yeah. else do you want to share with the audience at this point? The YouTube channel has several hundred videos on there. So I get emails from people that say they're binge watching. My video, oh, that's awesome. Which is nice. And and other people, I have channeling sessions on my websites that that are directly from spirit. And people say they, they go to, I put them to sleep every night, they say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, really, you, there is a lot on the site. So if you go to SuzanneGiesman.com and scroll down, a pop-up will come up. You can sign up for the latest news, but you also get a free e-guide called Where Do I Begin? And it's mm. a menu of all the resources with links to everything. So you can actually say, what's your goal? You want to connect with your own loved ones? Do you want to learn about this or that? And pick and choose where to begin. Mm, I love that. That's why I say it's a great that, you know, I've seen a lot of web pages, but yours is is very well done. And it's uh, you, you can tell that you can really make a difference and impact in people's life just by how the content. So whomever is doing it or your team, they're yeah. doing a fantastic I, job. I have the best assistance. And one guy whose brother passed, he, he was in so much grief. He found my site and it inspired and helped him so much. He came to me from South Africa and said, I want to create an app with your daily posts on it. The daily inspirational messages from spirit that we call the daily way or the awakened way messages. At first I thought this is a scam, right? How, mm -hmm. this, nobody offers that. He created the most amazing app. He's now my paid IT assistant. Oh, wow. And the Awaken Way app, we're up to 22,000 downloads in just a few months because it's daily inspiration straight from spirit. It's beautiful. It's a useful tool and it's free. I just love to make as much as I can free to everybody because it's so healing. And, and like I said, the community, we're all about love. You look at my Facebook page, there's no sniping at each other. <laughs> everybody just knows we're going to be nice and kind and respectful to everybody here. And it's beautiful. I love it. And well, in this community, you're creating really a community uh, of people that are, you know, being guided towards the same awakening. And I Absolutely. love that. Yeah. And I love uh, Jennifer for having guided me to yeah, you. So thank, thank you. you for that. And uh, I will share all your links. Thank you, you have an open invitation because, I mean, I feel we didn't even scratch the tip of the iceberg, we, but we're we going <laughs> <laughs> to leave the audience to discover. And, uh, and you know, I thank you for all you do and for all the inspiration you bring to the world. Y a ti también. Muchísimas gracias. <laughs> and until a new episode of Back to Basics, thank you for connecting. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you, and until the next time.